Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Three, two, one. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Big night tonight. We're on our summer vacation tour, and we're in Washington, D.C. We got a full big house tonight to talk about the commander season, fantasy impacts, and of course, play some trivia, which is always fun. Before we get things started, just like to bring a few things to your attention, of course, Go to tssfantasy.com today, get signed up. Of course, you can go to the roundtable. Whoops, that's the wrong graphic, but uh, you can go to the roundtable for exclusive uh, content, including rankings uh, and shows as well. Also, we're doing the show on your fantasy league as well, so you want to check that out. Also, if you have a fantasy league, we do a quick little show on it. Go to tssfantasy.com. You'll check that out. Also, if you're watching us on YouTube, Hit that subscribe button. You will automatically be entered to win a signed Justin Jefferson jersey that is by our friends at Pristine Auction. Make sure you check that out. Just get subscribed. Just you're hitting a button, bro. That's it. It's pretty easy. Get on that train today. Also, don't forget, go to Underdog Fantasy. Hit the code word TSS when you get signed up. Double your deposit up to $100. Guys, why do we do that? Because we are the fantasy show of the people. All right, like I said, we have a big show tonight, and we got a lot of guests, so I don't want to keep them all waiting, and I'm just going to sit here and run in my mouth. However, we do got to start off with one of our own Dr. Miller's house calls. Look, I'm a doctor, not an escalator. Spock, give me a hand. The doctor is in. We 
are in Washington, D.C. Not getting political, though. I assure you of that. Welcome in, Dr. Miller. Really good to be here in D.C. with you tonight. We are ready for the house call today. And of course, the percent to the bench. So we got a couple of guys in Washington this year. One guy that, you know, last year, you know, big hype on going into the season. Didn't didn't finish so bad, but did have a little bit of a um, snag with injuries. Let's talk about Antonio Gibson. What is your percent to the bench for Mr. Gibson? Yeah, so 2020, missed a couple of games with turf toe. Spent much, if not all, of last season playing through a stress fracture in his shin. And we talked about that a lot. I don't need to re-examine the stress fracture. But I just want to highlight that this is a very painful thing to deal with. It's painful to the touch, and it hurts more with activity. The only way to, to manage this is rest, and he didn't get that last year. So I want to highlight that that really does speak to how gritty Gibson is as a bat. His grittiness, which he proved last season, plus his youth, he's turning 24 this month, makes me really optimistic. He says in his words that he feels great, but I think that might be standard issue in Washington contracts because Curtis Camel says the same thing. I'm going to go with 10% of the bench. Ooh, 10%. Listen, I'll say this too. Like, you know, I, I'll be, I'll be perfectly honest. I totally forgot about that until you brought it up. Wow. We did talk about that a lot and was like, listen, like that's scary for him to play on like one hit. I mean, you know, it's, it's bye-bye. I mean, it was just, it was crazy. So we did talk about that a lot and you're right. A lot of grit for that young man and to play the, throughout the season with that. And now he got the rest that he needed. So going in healthy. I like this commander offense again. I feel like the positive spin maker. Just call me Mr. Rogers Neighborhood if you like. That's fine with me. Let's go on to another guy now. If there's anybody in the NFL I felt bad for last year, it was this guy right here because of where this injury is, Curtis Samuel. Man, my friend, it must have been a lonely year last year. A constant groin issue. My brother, what is your percent to the bench for Curtis Samuel? We've been talking about his groin for 12 months now. Last June was the first time you asked me to talk about the Samuel groin. So... I feel bad for this guy as well. So he only played five la- five games last season, right? Um, he emerged in week 12, thought he was going to be doing a little bit better, and then he played three games before the hamstring. So in total, he had 38 all-purpose yards last season. And in his words, quote, it was frustrating. You know, it was really tough. It was probably one of my toughest years mentally. But like I highlighted a moment ago, standard issue for Washington players is to say, quote, feel like myself again while that sounds nice and while coach Rivera says he looks really good in workouts so far um I've got some reservations and this may be a little bit of recency bias just looking at last season but I'm going 90 percent to the bench for Samuel. oh I don't know Mrs. Samuel would agree but yeah 90 percent to the bench for Curtis Samuel Listen, there was a lot of again we go back to a lot of hype for Curtis Samuel last year in this offense but now you have a Carson Wentz, a decent offensive line. You already have scary Terry McLaurin. You have Jahan Dotson, the new Penn State rookie on the other side. Curtis Samuel in the slot, stay healthy, could be again. If you've always wanted to have a neighbor just like me, I'm definitely your guy for sure. Uh, right, I, think, Mr. <laughs> I think Curtis Samuel 
and this commander offense has big potential um, this coming up season. So we shall see. Again, I might have jumped the gun early because last year I thought this commander's offense had a little something. We'll see. Dr. Miller, once again, we appreciate you. Tomorrow, we're going to finish our summer tour in the NFC East in Dallas, Texas, um, the supposed America's team. We'll check that out next, or uh, excuse me, tomorrow. And we appreciate you coming by, my friend. See you tomorrow, but Commissioner. Dr. Miller, once again, bringing the thunder. All right, let me see if I can do this in time. We're going to hit the Redskins theme, and I'm trying to bring all my guests in at the same time. Here we go. Hail to the Redskins. Hail victory. Braves on the warpath. Fight for old D.C. If you're not fired up, I don't know what's wrong with you. All right, let's welcome into our studio our guests today. We'll start here to my left, Tay from the Tay and Todd podcast. Welcome to the studio, sir. Think you're on mute, sir. I'm gonna I'm gonna unmute you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look at that. I'm oh. acting like an old man here. It's been an honor to be here. I appreciate you uh, inviting me on and uh, looking forward to talking football with you all, especially Commander. So thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Appreciate you being here. Chase Vernon from the Fantasy Football Intervention. Welcome to our studio, sir. What's going on, guys? How are we doing tonight? I am ready to rock and roll. Let's do this. All right. We are ready indeed. Ethan, welcome, my brother. We appreciate you, join- you joining us here in the studio today. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, I'm excited to talk some commanders. Absolutely. And we do have Steve Thomas on from the Hogsty. Uh, Steven, can you hear us? I can hear you. Um, sorry I'm not on the, on the video, but I didn't want to crack anybody's lens with my ugly face. Uh, yeah, oh. no, all good. Yeah, This is the first time we had someone in the studio who had a secret identity. Check that out. We're all excited <laughs> for that. That's actually kind of cool. It's all right, so we're going to keep... We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna kick things off tonight. Let's talk about something when we talk about the commanders. Obviously, there's something there that you know is quite obvious when I say it. The commanders, the name change. I was even getting cool with with football team to be quite frank with you. So I just want to get you guys thoughts real quick on the name changes from the Redskins to all, to all the way now the commanders. Um, your thoughts on it and where do you think where do you think maybe they should have went if you don't like it? And table we'll start with you. Uh, originally, I liked the Red Wolves, some Wolves variation. Uh, I think all the young people did for the for the most part. But as it, I mean, I, I like Commanders now. I mean, I was just so ready for the name change to be over with. I'm like, only thing I didn't like about the rebrand was the fact that we saw it before, uh, before, and and kind of knew what it was before the actual reveal. But um, I, I like Commanders. I like what it entails. I like how um, Ron is just pushing it as a military. Um, kind of thing and it it seems like it's more continuity um i just like the whole rebrand i like the jerseys for sure and the name is the name i've already embraced the name so nice all right ethan what do you think yeah to echo tay's thoughts i'm i'm just happy it's over it was a a long two years (laughs) Uh, writing football team every time i had to refer to them was not the most fun but yeah i mean i like it too I think the jerseys look a lot better in person than they do when they originally came out, especially the helmets. Those Matt Burgundy helmets are 
crazy in person. Like they're everyone's gonna love him when they see him in week one. So for me, I like the name. I like I was on board with the Red Wolves at the beginning too. It's what a lot of people liked. Fred Smoot really liked that as well. But I'm cool with the commanders. Happy it's over and happy it's their permanent name and the direction they're gonna head. Indeed. All right, Chase, what are your thoughts? I'm not going to take too much time on this because I, I have a lot of deep thoughts on this. But honestly, we had an opportunity to kind of resurrect the way the country's been going and the trend in the NFL by correcting everything and going with the red tails. And we could have stuck with the same color scheme and everything like that if we went with red tails. However, if we didn't go with red tails, we had an opportunity to rebrand ourselves completely. And for us not to take on the naval colors, such as like a dark gray, the naval blue, something on those lines... Uh, I don't think anybody's or somebody's not on mute. Um, but um, if, if we had an opportunity to to go and rebrand ourselves completely, I would much rather go on that route, change our color scheme, change everything, and just take the franchise fresh. You know, I understand wanting to keep the burgundy gold. I understand you know having some sort of tie to everything we're doing. But if we're going to do that, the red tails would have been the option uh, because it was the right thing to do versus sticking with the colors that had nothing to do with the commanders and, and going, you know, that, that route. But I understand us wanting to do that appeal to the military appeal to everything we're doing. I just think we could have done a better job of rebearing ourselves completely. If that was the case, Steve, what do you think? Well, you know, I've been a lot more negative about it than some other people in Washington media and whatnot. I'm a long time. I grew up a Redskin fan. It's pretty hard for me to accept that the name is gone because I have a lot of great memories with it. Um, so I'm not a huge fan of it personally. Um, I liked, as uh, Chase said, I like the red tails, uh, you know, Lane, I think that's where they probably should have gone for the historical reasons. Um, you know, but commanders, you know, I'll pass. And as a longtime military guy, I've pointed out to many people that if you have an entire team full of, a, of commanders, nobody's really a commander, but it's a bit of an oxymoron. So I'm, I'm not personally too much of a fan, although I think a significant amount of our listeners and readers have come around. I'm probably one of the holdouts. Well, indeed. All right, let's go on to something a little more brighter. Let's, or maybe not brighter. Let's see what you have to say. Steve, we're going to start with you. Um, we're going to go to the overall prediction for the Washington team this year. Like, take a look at their schedule. Obviously, starting off with, um, you know, it's not your your daddy's Lions team, uh, but you do have a couple of winnable games. And if you look at the overall schedule now, um, it looks pretty favorable for them, quite frankly. So let's go through the season. Give me a game you like, and then tell me your overall prediction for the Commanders. Okay. Well, overall, I, I do think that the schedule is very favorable, especially compared to, to some of the schedule problems they've had in recent years. They've gotten a much better schedule this year. Um, so generally speaking, I'm, I'm, I was fairly happy about how it turned out. I do like the fact that it's not loaded up with NFC East games. They're all at the end of the season. I think that's a, a really rough stretch to do that in terms of games that I like. I mean, it's hard not to like the Detroit lions game. If you're going to win a game, it's got to be against them and, and the Jaguars too. I mean, obviously there's a ton of talent there, but can they put it together? You know, who knows? So I think that this is a season. This is a season in which they needed to jump on the first quarter of the season because you've got Packers, you know, there the Vikings, some good teams in here, the Titans. You know, they do. It's not all a bunch of cupcakes, and so I, I think this is a season in which they need to start strong, and they can start strong, you know, with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Detroit Lions. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey, I get it. I used to be the one planning my day around finding a bathroom and living in fear of an accident. I tried the pills and pads, but they just weren't working for me. If you're living like I was, it's time to find an expert physician and ask them about Axonics therapy. It's not another drug. It's an advanced therapy that is proven to provide lasting relief for overactive bladder. Still not sure? You can even try it first to make sure it works for you. You're not alone and you don't have to put up with this anymore. You just have to take the first step towards finding real relief. Visit findrealrelief.com to find a bladder specialist. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonics therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. Chase, give me a game you like throughout the season and give me your overall prediction for the Commanders. I mean, so let me let me start out with this first. I, uh, I have the Washington Commanders going 5-12 and 12 this season. I know that sounds rough, but honestly, we sacrificed so much depth on our defense and so much depth on our offensive line in order to fix the mistake of trading for Carson Wentz that it sacrificed a lot of upside that we could end up having it's sure there are winnable games. We pretty much traded a quarterback who half of his career healthy in the NFL. And that's not, you know, something that you want from the most important position on the field. Uh, Meanwhile, we ended up having to draft a wide receiver to make sure that wasn't a mistake. You know, we had to end up spending draft capital on running back to make sure running backs were healthy because we're going to have to hand the ball off more often than not uh, throughout the season, probably at least, 48% of the touches will be runs. Uh, A lot of this is done is to protect the quarterback that we traded draft capital for. Unfortunately, with our schedule, sure, we have the Lions. It's going to be a tough win, but that might be the grittiest game of the season for us, which is kind of scary. Uh, I do think it's more of a compliment to the Lions than it is to a knock on Washington. But, I mean, if the Giants end up coming in strong with Brian Dable, which I think, although they don't have a ton of talent on there, it's very possible with the offensive scheme that they run. It's actually to our weaknesses, which is up against uh, quarterbacks who can move outside the pocket. Um, you know, that that's a strong, strong issue with us. They can end up pit, taking both games like they have in multiple seasons in recent history. Uh, meanwhile, we have the Eagles, which are significantly approved, and although the defense isn't their strength, they're still getting better on defense. Meanwhile, we have a quarterback who can get outside the pocket once again. Dallas is going to be a force to reckon with, unfortunately, uh, this season. And then, I mean, outside of that, we have a lot of teams that are very good. I think we had one win up against a winning team at the time last season, if I remember correctly. Uh, you know, that's not promising moving forward. And although we might have had a stronger schedule last year, uh, it, it's not that much easier this year. If you looked at how the teams have improved uh, for, you know, their rosters in comparison to what they were last year, we face a lot of up-and-coming teams, which is going to be tough. I have us at 5-12. and 12. I know that doesn't sound pretty, but the likelihood that Carson Wentz makes it through the season is not likely. It's it's going to be a rough one for us. Ethan, are you uh, as down as Chase is? 
Uh, I'm not as pessimistic. I think this team's in between seven to nine wins, and it all goes back to Carson Wentz. Are we going to get the good parts of 2021 last year where he threw for 27 touchdowns and just seven picks? Are we going to get the 2020 version where 16 picks, 15 touchdowns, and getting benched for rookie Jalen Hurts? I will say I think the offense has a lot more talent this year if they can stay healthy. I know it's June, and I don't want to over-exaggerate, but Jahan Dotson has looked incredible at OTAs, constantly burning Kendall Fuller and getting open. He's already Wentz's favorite target, especially with Terry not there with his contract holdout. So I'm optimistic about the offense. The defense does worry me a little bit because they're counting on everyone who struggled last year to bounce back. They didn't really make any free agent additions at the position. They drafted Fedarian Mathis in the second, who's nothing more than just a guy who's going to take up snaps. And linebacker is still a huge hole with Jamin Davis, who's unproven your first round pick from last year. And then Cole Holcomb, who's a traditional outside guy, and he's playing the mic now. So there's a lot of questions on that side of this ball. And that goes without even mentioning Chase Young's ACL recovery. His surgery was actually a little bit different than most ACLs. They took part of the graft from his good leg, which is a little bit weird. So it could be a little bit of a delayed recovery there as well. So I'm more optimistic about the offense, less optimistic about the defense, which is weird to say for a Washington team. But, yeah, I mean, if, if Wentz can play well and they can put points on the board, I think they can take advantage of the schedule and win eight, nine, maybe ten games. But if it goes south, they could be looking in that top ten draft pick range. Indeed. Do you know, uh, yeah, go ahead, quick, I have a question for Ethan. Do you know if they did, like, the prehab for the ACL for him, like they did with Saquon Barkley, or did they just go straight to the surgery? I'm not sure. I don't know if they – so his patella tendon in his knee that he hurt, I believe, was also hurt, which is why they couldn't take it from the same knee to repair his ACL. So going in your good knee is never a good sign. I don't care how athletic or freaking nature you are. So I mean, I'm hoping he can come back to 110%, but we'll see. I should have had the doc in live for that one. That would have been a good question for him. Tag, finish this out, man. What do you think? Uh, give me a good game on the schedule, and what do you think prediction-wise? Um, I, I, <laughs> I just don't see how you can get five wins from that. Um, no offense, Chase. Um, no, no, none taken. Look, um, Taylor Heineke last year had seven wins, and that was against Herbert Allen, Mahomes, Brady, Wilson, Carr. This year we have Lawrence Golf Fields, Mariota Mills. That's five wins right there. I mean, I, I think the commanders are better than personally I have them at twelve and five. And that's off the 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 sense that the offense is looking good. And Ethan, I just read your article earlier. And we, we got a chance to go to OTAs uh last last Tuesday, I think it is. Last Tuesday we got to go and the offense is clicking. Um from what I can see, like uh, Ethan said, with, with Dotson, I don't think that was a reach pick. I think you need more weapons in the NFL. And um, to me personally, I would rather outscore teams than stop teams because that's the way the NFL is heading. And I just think this team is loaded on offense. They have depth at running back. They have depth at tight end. They have depth at receiver now, at quarterback, offensive line, defensively. If they can just kind of the quarterbacks I just named, I mean, you have your face in Rogers, you got Dak Prescott twice. You got, I mean, Jalen Hurts, who, I mean, I don't think he's a really good quarterback personally. He still has a lot to prove Daniel Jones twice a year. So I think the schedule is very favorable for them, especially coming out the gate. 
And uh, the game I guess I'm most interested in is the Indianapolis Colts game and um, just the, the, the comeback story for Carson Wentz and just being able to get back. And it's three revenge games for him. But I, I the baseline, I have them as, as 10 wins this year. And uh, that should be expected with the, what you gave up for Carson Wentz. But um, for what I've seen from him, I think he's going to be a good leader. I think that um, – I, I just, I just, I have a sense. You look at Ron's teams later on in the year, how they went on winning streaks last year. I believe it was four or five. And the year before that, they went on a winning streak to get into the playoffs. The schedule towards the end, you got Houston, you got uh, the Falcons, you got the Giants twice. The schedule towards the end and in the beginning looked very favorable. It's just a few games in between. I think if the Titans may be a tough one, the Packers may be a tough one, the Dallas once, Philly once. Those are the only games really I'm seeing. Vikings, you know, I think they have a good chance of, of having 10-plus wins this year personally. Yeah, I mean, I think you hit it on the head. Schedule, very favorable. That's right now, of course, because there might be a team on there too that we sure. weren't counting on being good. But looking at that overall schedule, got to like it um, at least for 9-8, and 10-7, and seven, um, possible wild card spot. I do like the Redskins, uh, excuse me, the Commanders. <laughs> I just can't get rid of it the commanders to at least be in the wild card discussion towards the end of the year. Um, like you said, though, I do like the Eagles. We've talked about them um, in the division giants, not so much. We'll see on the Cowboys. I think they're kind of wait and see. Um, so again, that'd be my prediction for the commanders. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to play some fantasy feud commander edition. We'll be right back. Hayden. We love fantasy football. We do. It's a fantastic game yet. Still not perfect. Like, I hate leaving high-scoring players on my bench. The worst, man. In fact, hate it even more when I put injured players and they're in my starting lineup. Can't have that. And I need a life. The waivers, the trades, every single week, it grinds on me. So, we at Underdog Fantasy want to make fantasy football easier for everyone out there. It's called Best Ball, and we set your optimal lineup for you each and every week. You can do it all year long. We have drafts going all the way from February to week one of the NFL season. What are you waiting for? Use our awesome early sign-up offer to get a little extra something on that first deposit and that first time you play on Underdog Fantasy. So you put them up, reach the skies, let the stars up above, cause it's one time for the underdog, one time for the underdog. All right, since we got four guys in the building tonight, we're going to team this up a bit. I'm going to have Chase and Steve on one side, Tay and Ethan on the other. Just regular family feud style, you guys. I'm sure to see the game before. I'll have one of you come up, be the first one to answer. Whoever can snag it will be the one to kid it for their team, and they'll try to finish out the category per the usual. Yes, sir, Chase. I have a question. Yes, How sir. pissed off was Hayden Winks to be in that commercial? Because <laughs> I, I say that every time. All. I, he just sat there. I, he's like, he, looks oh. so, he looks so uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> hey, oh, my Winks God, what so am I doing pissed. here right now? He's like, what the hell? Why did you even bring me in here? That's I'm so funny. I, didn't, I don't even know that guy's name, but I say it every time. I'm like, yo, well, that guy definitely Hayden did not want to be there. The best ball <laughs> expert. Thank you. I'm glad someone else noticed that. All right. Hey, guys. It's time to play the few. Oh, that was 
Uh, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. It's going to be a long game. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm going to have Steve and Tay. You're going to be my first two contestants up here. Here is the question. Top five answers on the board. Top passing yards for the commanders all time. Are you supposed to like um, like yeah. raise your hand or something? Supposed to yeah. answer. I can't, of course, you know I can't raise my hand, but you get you just answer when you know it. That was my bad. Oh. Well, Kirk Cousins got to be on that list somewhere. Kirk Cousins. Okay, um, snag it for your team, Chase. You you get to go now, sir. Oh man, uh, we got to bring in. Let's see. Kirk Cousin was number, by the way, number four on the list. All right, I'm gonna go with uh, with Sonny Jurgensen. Sonny Jurgensen. Now are we number just two on the list? Am I up up again or? Yes, sir. It's up. I'm gonna Steve. go with Joey Ty- Joey Theismann. Joey Broken Leg Theismann. <laughs> I actually hit the wrong. I hit the wrong one on that one. That is correct. He is actually number one on the list. I, actually, I was about to protest. That, that was my fat. That's like, called fat what? finger. My bad. <laughs> how, All right, go right ahead, Chase. You how guys got there? you guys got Joe Theismann, uh, Sonny Jurgensen, and Kurt Cousins. How many are on there? You got five. So you got two more left. I think Sling and Sammy Ball is on there at like three. Sammy Ball is at three. Okay, we got one more on here, right? Last on the list, sir. Go ahead. All right. And we have so we're at no strikes. So do we get three strikes at this? Correct. You got it. Okay. Um, let's see here. We've hit a bunch of them. Um see the last one's pretty tough. I'm gonna go Jason Campbell. Jason Campbell. No, it, it's gotta be the it's gotta be uh Mark, it's got to be. He started the year I was born, and I remember my parents were like, that was the reason why I became a fan, so it's got to be Mark. Who is it? Mark Rippian. Yeah, I was going to make you say it. (laughs) Got it. You guys cleared the round. Good job there. There's your top five right there, so I don't even need to name them off. Great job indeed. All right, let's go on to question number two. I'll have Ethan and Chase play this one to start. Here we go. Top five answers on the board. Top in rushing TDs all time. Uh, John Riggins, number one. John Riggins. Let's go. I think I think Ethan's on a delay. I think, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. All right, Steve, you're up. Your team is up, so you're up. You got John Riggins. Um, okay. Another tough one after Riggins. Let's go with, um, let's see. Davis, Stephen Davis. Stephen Davis. 
All right, the next one I'm going to do, I compare him to uh, Kenneth Walker all the time. I think that he is literally the second coming, or Kenneth Walker is the second coming of Clinton Portis. Clinton, all about the you, Portis. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Okay. Um, He's number two. You guys got one, two, and three. So you got four and five left. How about Terry Allen? Terry Allen. Scary Terry Allen. These guys are on fire tonight. You got one, two, three, and four. Five is left. I remember Alfred Morris made a run, but I don't know if he ever got there. I think he needed one more year to get there, and the regime didn't want to resign him because he didn't fit the system. So it's it's either Larry Brown or Alfred Morris. I'm gonna go with Larry Brown because I don't. I think Alan, Alfred Morris needs like one more season in order to do it. Larry Brown. <laughs> Swept around. Good job there, indeed. All right, we're going to round three now. This time, I'm gonna throw you off a little bit. We're going to go from TripAdvisor.com. Best, uh, my bad, it's Tay and uh, Steve. You guys are in for this one. TripAdvisor.com, best places to visit in D.C. top five. Oh, God. Ben Chili Bowl. What was that you said? Ben Chili Bowl. <laughs> City Bowl, what? Ben's Chili Bowl. Oh, Ben's Chili Bowl. That's why I was like, what? Yeah, not on the list, bro. So this is best places to visit in D.C.? Yes, sir. Uh, the Washington Monument. The Washington Monument, it crazy enough, is not on this list either. Ethan, that means it goes to oh, you, sir. What do you got? Man, um, the, the National Mall, is that, is that one? The National Mall. <laughs> really, really threw one out there tonight. Chase, what you got, man? I don't freaking know. The Capitol? You <laughs> have the Capitol. Can you believe it? Yes! That's actually, 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 actually number three on this list, believe it or not. All right, Steve, what you got for this round? The Smithsonian. The Smithsonian. Excuse yeah, the me, the Smithsonian, if I can pronounce it. Not number one and three on here. 
wait, so are we taking this one now, or is it just going? Yeah, you guys are up now. You, t- you took it over once you got it right. All right, I'm going to go with Ben's Chili Bowl. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Hey, I was looking down again, too, like, Ben's Chili Bowl. It should be on there. It should be on there. I, I haven't heard of that. i got to go check it out. Thank you. Yeah, Thank oh, we're going to write this down. That's definitely something I want to visit ben if I go to Washington. Dude, I think I just woke all my neighbors up in the neighborhood. I forgot my window was open. <laughs> um, no, that's that's. I need to go check it out. I haven't heard of that. Um, let me. I'm from Virginia Beach, so so I'm just south of there. Oh, but okay. uh, I'm gonna go with. Um, God, I don't know what's up in DC. Uh, the Lincoln Memorial. The Lincoln Memorial. Coming strong now. Only two answers remaining. The number two and number five. Steve, you're up. Okay, um, how about the Jefferson Memorial? The Jefferson Memorial. All right, one one strike remaining, Chase. Well, hopefully you don't give me a strike on this. I'm afraid to say it. It's where my grandfather's saying right now, but the Arlington Cemetery. I mean, listen, I was a former United States Marine. I mean, I feel you. This is nothing against them. Sorry, bro. So, Tay and Ethan, there's number two and number five on this list. This is your big chance to get back in this. Any guesses? Uh, I got one. Uh, what about the Kennedy Center? The Kennedy Center? Man, I was hoping it for you, bro. So actually, number two on this list was the National Museum of African Monument History and Culture. And number Mm. five was the National Gallery of Arts. Those were your Mm. top five places to go in D.C. All right. Well, pretty much it's a wrap on who wins this or loses. But we go ahead. We got a couple other questions. Go ahead and just finish out playing. Guys, we'll go up with Chase and Ethan on this one. Interception leaders all time for the Commanders. Top five. Daryl Green. Daryl Green, of course. Got to go, right? All right, Steve, what you got? Um, okay, uh, interceptions. Let's see. Um, oh, tough one. How about... Um, hmm. I was about to say Sean Taylor, but he wasn't around long enough. I, I'm struggling with this one. Let me go with Sean Taylor. Sean Taylor. Rest in peace, bro. All right, Chase, what you got? So I want to say Sammy Ball again because Sammy Ball played both positions. But I don't know if he'd qualify. I don't know if they took stats for that. Somebody's on a mute again. Sorry, guys. Can, can Who's ever not talking to me, please? Thank you. Uh, I don't know if he qualifies for the interceptions at that point in time. But I'm still going to say Sammy Ball because I think he played defense as well during that time. Sammy Ball. He is number three on this list. Number three in passing yards. Pretty impressive, to say the least. 
All right, Steve, what you got? You got uh, uh, only one strike. Okay, um, we got to go with someone who was around the team a really long time. So let's go with Monty Coleman. Monty Coleman. I'm responsible for two X's now. That's no good. Chase? <laughs> um, I, I know D'Angelo Hall probably wasn't around for long enough that he played for us for 2008 to like 2016 or something like that. I know that he had a lot, but that's only the one that comes to mind. Uh, we have like Joe Briggs, but I, I mean, that was super early and out of my time period. Um, what's his name? that begins with an L was also a possibility, but I don't know if he's in there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say D'Angelo Hall just because of the massive amount of interceptions he had up against Dallas and just say, let's go. D'Angelo <laughs> Hall. <laughs> All right. Tay I think I gave and- one of them the answers. <laughs> Tay and Ethan, here is your chance. You guys got... You guys got a lot of openings here. Number two, number three, and number, excuse me, number two, number four, and number five on this list. They are back in the day. <laughs> are they really? Yeah, we haven't had a defensive back with hands outside of D'Angelo Hall in years. Like, I mean, we had Carlos Rogers who couldn't catch a ball. We had Fred Spoot who couldn't catch a ball. We had all these players who couldn't catch a freaking interception if it was thrown right to him. It was crazy. Tay and Ethan, got a guess? <laughs> Tay, if you got one, go ahead. Uh, man. Um, oh, I don't even know. Um, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. Ken, Ken Houston? Yeah, I mean, I you just might as well throw a name out there. <laughs> You got how, how close was I on my my guess? Well, Brig Owens, I think that was a guy you were trying to say before. Yeah, that was I number, said Briggs. Yeah. He's number two on this list. Mike Bass is number three, and Joe Lavender number twenty nine. As good as he smells, indeed. All right, one last category, guys. We're gonna go with Tay and Steve. This is our last one, and we're gonna finish this up. Give me the top five receiving yards of Our all mom. time. Art Mug, look at Tay, he's ready this time. My turn. All right, Tay, you stole it for the for your round. So finally, no, Steve, not your turn this time. They finally got it on the other side. All right, Ethan, it's your turn. What you got? Gary Clark. Gary Clark. He's number three on this list. Art Monk, number one. You got two, three, two, excuse me, two, four, and five available. I'm going Santana. Santana Mouse. Number four on the list. You got two and five remaining. I'm drawing a blank here. I know there's a big <laughs> one, and I'm just completely forgetting. Um, hmm. I don't think there is. Like, I want to say Pierre, I mean, but I know he wasn't here long enough. Um, hmm. I'll I'll just go with Pierre Garcon. I don't I don't think it is him, but I'm drawing a blank. Garcon.
All right, guys, we got one remaining. You got two, number two, and number five there. Uh, I know I'm not going to get it, but I can only <laughs> think of his name. Ricky Sanders? Rick, I mean, good guess, Ricky Sanders. I have never heard someone say so many wrong things, one after the other, consecutively in a row. All right, Chase and Steve, you have a chance to steal it here. Charlie Taylor. Yeah, he's mm. our longest tenured receiver. I think he played 14 years for us at wide receiver. Um, you know, he wasn't efficient from year to year, but the – All right, the Chase, you, you don't need to spike the football. You got it, all right? <laughs> oh! Chase and Steve, you guys were impressive tonight. You guys swept our fantasy feud round. Great job. Bobby really, Mitchell's right there, too. I know that. Really, really knowing your commander history, that's for sure. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. Finally, I have someone from my show here with me. We're going to come in. We're going to bring everybody in. We're going to talk about fantasy outlook for the commanders this season. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. It's Commissioner Cooper from TSS Fantasy. Want to give your own fantasy league that extra professional touch? <laughs> Say less. We got you. TSS was based off a show that we did on our own fantasy league. Night, night, night. Sorry. And now possible play. You're on your way. <laughs> now we want to bring that professional fun, and creative side to your fantasy league. And you can do it for as low as $5 extra per owner. Oh my. I will guarantee it will increase your interactions within the league, create more fun, friendly banter. And give your league that extra real life feel that you didn't know it needed. to interacting with you and your league soon. Don't forget tssfantasy.com. Go visit it today. Get signed up. We are the Fantasy Show of the People. Welcome in the Jester. Thank you for joining the studio, sir. Yeah! I'm back, <laughs> baby! Let's go! Watching the Rangers? Let's go. All right, bring a little bit of a little bit of the juice before we end tonight. All right, Fred, I'm glad you're in because we're here to talk fantasy. Let's talk about some rankings. I'm ready. 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 All right, so we're in Washington, D.C. We got all of our great guests in. We appreciate you guys being here. We are going to talk fantasy now, perspective, or excuse me, um, prospects, if you will, for individual commander players. Let's go right to Carson Wentz. I'll let you guys know I have him at 15. 
I've talked about him earlier this season as a possible sleeper because of we've talked about, you know, I know you guys have talked about a little bit. The offensive line hasn't taken that big of a dive. You had the addition of Jahan Dotson, which, by the way, I didn't even know he looked great in camp. So that that's actually makes my uh, prediction even cooler. Um, you already have Terry Scary, who will be back. I mean, it's contract. We know, but he'll be on the field. Let's just count him as in. You're going to have, you know, again, an open space, hopefully now for Antonio Gibson. I like the offense in general, and I like Carson Wentz prospects this season. Fred, where do you got him? What do you think he should be? Uh, I kind of agree with you right there, around 15 to 18. Um, he's not going to be a starter on anybody's football team. Most leagues are only 12 deep, but he'll be a good backup for that bye week. Hopefully they you, he, they play a, a weaker opponent, you know, with a bad defense. But, you know, we, we see what Carson Wentz really is. Uh, he, he's nothing special. Um, at, I, now that I'm talking about it, maybe he goes right around 18. So he'll be somewhere around the 8th, ninth, 10th round. So you can see Fred does his analysis as he's talking about it. So you see that's how much study he put in. Chase, what do you think, my friend? Where do you have uh, Carson and where do you where do you think? Well, I guess we kind of already know, but give us your uh, where do you think he's ranked at right now? Are we talking single or two quarterback leagues? We're just talking about single, yeah. Okay, if it's single, then I rank him a little bit higher. Uh, right now, I have him at quarterback twenty four and two quarterback leagues. Uh, if he was single quarterback leagues, I'd probably rank around eighteen or nineteen or twenty overall which would put him pretty much undrafted um you know like if you a upside for a quarterback like every back leagues you want to draft for upside and although Carson Wentz has you know decent upside um you know his, his floor is non-existent which is why you don't want him for two quarterback leagues you want your second quarterback to be you know somewhat consistent whatnot honestly like th- there's not a lot to be done here uh both Curtis Samuel and Antonio Gibson were out of practice uh, today. Uh, they said it was precautionary for whatever reasons, but we all know what's happening. They're both tight. They're both dealing with injuries because, you know, let's face it, they are going to deal with this for the rest of their careers. Uh, you know, his weapon, Jahan Dotson, is a rookie wide receiver who will face double coverage whenever he goes deep. Terry McLaurin, whatever, you know, like great receiver, but you can only offer so much upside value with the size and speed. And then Logan Thomas you know, we don't know what's going to happen with his health. So you're talking about a very limited uh, quarterback who is being safeguarded by the team drafting and telling people they want to run the ball. Uh, Sure. There might be some upside there, but he should not be drafted in redraft leagues whatsoever. He should be left on your, your waivers. Chase doing the proverbial poop on Carson Wentz's season this year. Ethan, what do you think of um, our prognostication? Where do you think? Not that, I mean, I'm not sure how much fantasy you play, but where do you think, um, you know, you would draft Carson at? Yeah, um, I play. I I wouldn't draft him either. I I think he's one of those guys that maybe if your QB is on a bye, you you can stream him, and if it's a good matchup, he could put up 20-plus points maybe. But, I mean, when is when was the last time Carson Wentz was fantasy relevant? 2017, 2018? He's always been one of those, like, tier three, tier four fantasy quarterbacks where even on his best games, he might look great, like, in the actual football game. But statistically, fantasy-wise, he's not putting up the numbers that even your borderline, like, QB 12, QB 13, 14, like, borderline starters are. So, Maybe like in that three-week stretch from weeks 11, 12, and 13 when they play the Falcons, Texans, and Giants, if your guy's on a bye, maybe that's when you pick up Wentz and hope for the best. But if you're drafting him in a redraft league, you're wasting a pick. 
So I just want to point something out that we all agreed on when we first had our discussion was Washington's schedule, right? We all sat here and said, look at all these cupcakes they have. So when we're talking fantasy, you guys are all saying the same thing. Oh, if it's a if it's a good matchup. Well, guess what, guys? They got a lot of good matchups and a lot of good matchups down the stretch and even to start. So, again, very possible if Carson Wentz stays healthy, he's got good prognostication for this year. Tay, you got anything to add to that? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Jester here, but I'm going to go 15 with possibi- possibility of, of um, 13, 13 to 15 range. And that's based on the simple fact that these are the most weapons he's had almost ever in his career. Jahan Dotson, uh, Terry McLaurin, Deami Brown, um, Cole Turner. We'll see what they do at tight end. But the running backs, he even specifically said in, the, in his presser this past week, what, what we do with the running game is totally different. He said we throw the ball to the running backs. So they're going to be doing a lot of passing to Antonio Gibson. So I don't think their game plan is to run the football at all. I think their game plan is to run to set – to pass to set up the run, if you would. And that's where I think the Colts failed with him. They tried to make him uh, um, a, a quarterback that is just to be safe with the football. That's not his game. I think he's going to throw the ball a lot more um, with Kurt, with Curtis Samuel. Uh, what they were doing with him and OTAs, they had this man at fullback. They had him doing a triple option. They, had, I mean, I've never seen anything. Scott Turner is in his bag. He had 27-7 and seven last year with a subpar um, receivers. I just think – I give him 15. I wouldn't draft him, but I think he has he has big time potential in this offense with Scott Turner. Uh, they've been looking for a a quarterback that can get rid of the, to throw the ball deep with that Air Coyo offense, and um, I think the upside is definitely there. Uh, but with Carson, I want to see it first before I can give him anything higher than 15 personally. But I think the upside is definitely there. Of course. Hey, listen, you heard it here first, too. Fantasy predictions. Tay saying Curtis Samuel might be our Cordell Patterson of this football season. Watch on out for sure. All right, let's go on to the running back position. Let's talk about Antonio Gibson real quick. I got him listed as 10. I described all basically the athletes earlier. The offense is a little better with the weapons. We talked about Carson Wentz having a little bit more to spread around. You just mentioned about him getting the ball a little more out of the backfield. I got him at 10, especially uh, that's standard or PPR. Like Antonio Gibson, long as he can stay healthy, that, of course, is the, of course, big question mark. Fred, where do you, got you, at? Where do you have him at? Where do you think? 13. Um, I do have my 13. I think he's, he's going to play a big role. I think you need to run the ball when Carson Wentz is the quarterback. I know they have McLaurin, but Washington needs to run the ball. And and why not? You, you're facing um, the Giants twice. You're facing uh, the Eagles. They got a tough defense, uh, and, and Dallas is uh, shaky at times. So I, I definitely got him 12. I wouldn't mind picking him in the second round if he's sitting out there. You know, I'm, I love drafting my running backs in the first two rounds. So he's there. I'm going to take him. Chase, are you still pooping on the uh, running backs of the commanders? I mean, no. I, it's going to be a running back up by committee. They've told us that's what they want to do. They brought back McKissick. They stole him from the Bills. Uh, meanwhile, they have Jared Patterson, yet they drafted Brian Robinson. They haven't offered an extension to Gibson or even made a motion to do so, so they have no commitment to him. However, that's a good thing for fantasy. They're going to run him, to, run him into the ground. I have him right around – you know, high-end RB2 range, but you can't expect the passing work that he got at the end of the season to suffice for the regular season. Like I said, he's already dealing with injuries, and it's not even, you know, training camp yet. 
Yeah, indeed. Well, you know, that's why I brought the doc in. It was like, what's your percent? But he's pretty high on him this year, but he was high on a couple of guys last year that hit hit the bench real quick. So who knows? All right, let's go to receiver um, 16. I got Terry Scary McLaurin. Um, and I have Jahan Dotson 59 right now. Obviously, I'm ready to push him up, but we got to see what he does on the field. Um, that's what I don't even have Curtis Samuel rank right now. Again, we talked about um, big time injury for him last year. He never got off the ground with. Um, so I'm, don't really have him ranked. Fred, what do you think? Uh, I think uh, top 15. I, I like what he said about uh, Curtis Samuel, but like you just said, we don't know where he's at. I think they're going to have to throw the ball. Um, obviously, you know, Dak Prescott's there. Jalen Hurts is playing for his career, for his job. I don't care what nobody says. Yes, they gave him the leeway last year. This year, he's going to throw the ball. So I think I think uh, McLaurin's going to have a lot of chances to catch the ball downfield. And, and hopefully, it's like what he says. Let Wentz throw it. What do you have to lose? I mean, hey, throw the ball. Steve, I didn't forget about you back there. What do you think uh, McLaurin's and uh, Dotson's, their uh, projections this season? What do you? How do you think that they'll fare? Well, remember that Terry McCorn's in a contract here and he's in a contract dispute with the team. And so I actually think he could potentially have a really big year. By the way, I didn't ever give my prediction at the beginning of the show. I said eight, nine for whatever that's worth. Um, that was my prediction. But I, I think Terry McCorn's a guy I would definitely pick. He's got a ton of talent. He, he's an amazing receiver. His ability to run routes is unmatched. He's got great hands. So uh, he's somebody I wouldn't be afraid of at all. Um, and, and what was the other, you want Samuel? Um, no, J- Dotson. Um, Dotson, I mean, yeah, he's looked good in a couple OTAs, uh, you know, but I have a hard time picking any wide receiver as a rookie to do much in terms of fantasy stats and whatnot. That, that's tough. Um, so I, I probably would pass on him. All right, we'll close it out with Logan Thomas. You know, he's been a lot of potential, a lot of potential, a lot of potential. I keep hearing, um, want to see it, of course. So I got him at 14th, um, wanting to see that potential. May end up seeing it with Carson, though, um, you know, wanting to hit the tight end. Fred, what say you? I, I think he'll be better than 14. I, I, I think top 10 this year. I, I thought last year we thought very highly of him. And uh, and they started off good, but so I, I definitely think he's actually nine or ten this year. Uh, Wentz did throw the ball to Mo Ali Cox a lot last year, and to um, oh, I forgot the other guy's name. But uh, I think Logan Thomas is the primary tight end. He's not going to be off on the off the field much, so I, I think he gets a lot of catches this year. Tay, what do you think? Um, I don't have him. Maybe top twenty. He's not going to be ready to play till I don't even know when. Uh, coming off that ACL injury. So I think Cole Turner and uh, John Bates will be guys to look at in that tight end position uh, for um, – I, I just don't think that uh, Logan Thomas is going to be back to to have that rapport with um, – top 10 rapport with uh, Carson Wentz. So I'm, I'll give him 20s. Carson, Carson likes to scramble out and find a big target. I think that was really the more thinking behind that. Um, but, yeah, I do I do feel what you're saying for sure um, as far as getting the chemistry down. I would talk about the defense, but quite frankly, we spent a good amount of our offseason talking about this Redskin defense last year, and I hyped them up, and they really made me look silly. So I'm skipping them this year. I don't even want to talk about them. All right, we're going to close out tonight. Listen, I really appreciate you guys being in. Um, hanging out with us, and we're celebrating everything Washington. Do me a favor. We're going to go around the room. Let our fans and everyone watching know where they can find you and all your great stuff. Tay, we'll start with you, sir. Uh, Tay and Todd podcast. My co-host, Pascal Todd, and 
Uh, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on uh, Apple or, or anything you could listen to podcasts on. We do a couple film breakdowns and try to have content for you all. So Tay and Todd, Washington Commanders Podcast. Awesome. Yeah, make sure you go check him out. How about you, sir, Ethan? Where can we find your stuff? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and all social media at Ethan underscore Cadeau, C-A-D-E-A-U-X. And then on NBCSportsWashington.com. Got a bunch of good written stuff from OTAs, training camp. We'll have all that. So that's the place you want to be. Nice, indeed. So we're going to come to you when when we get any uh, injuries and all that good stuff. So we'll, we'll know where to find you for sure. Chase, how about where we can find your stuff, sir? Uh, real quick, I do want to point out just for everybody that, that's playing fantasy, the Carson Wentz has never had a wide receiver lead the team in receiving outside of this past year. Uh, it's typically been the running backs, the tight ends, or both. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey became the closest, I think, in 2017, question mark. Um, but yeah, it, it's never been close. Wider, drafting wide receiver is going to be a huge detriment. But you guys can find all my content over there at FF underscore Intervention. You guys can also find us over there at Trophy Smack. Uh, we're doing tons of stuff. We have 10 Scott Fishbowl spots to give away. If you guys want to get in the Scott Fishbowl, if you guys think you're one of the best of the best fantasy players, it doesn't matter if you're an expert, doesn't matter if you're an amateur, go over there to trophy smack on Twitter. Uh, give us a follow and check out the post we just did. It's going to be all of our social media accounts. We have 10 spots to give away. We're very excited how we're going to do these. We're going to do them in very creative ways. Uh, you know, that gives everybody a chance, not just like, you know, trivia or, you know, yada, yada. Like we're going to give everybody a chance to, to, you know, gift whatever they, they have to give to the fantasy community in order to get a spot in the Scott Fishbowl. And if you don't know about Scott Fishbowl, just search, what is the Scott Fishbowl? And the trophy smack article is the second one to come up. It's put on by Nate Povolt. So go check it out. All right, go check all that great stuff out. Steve, where can we find your great stuff, sir? We're at uh, thehogstie.com. We have a website. We have lots of great uh, written and audio content. The show is called The Hogstie Podcast. We also do uh, It's Just Business, which is our sports law and business show. And uh, we've got Rick Snyder's uh, Seasons of Discontent. Rick Snyder's a longtime uh, DC beat writer. So check all that out. We're on Twitter at The Hogstie. All right. Make sure everyone you go check out all these great guests. What a great show it was tonight. The Commanders, Washington, D.C. Even the Jester came in at the end. I mean, come on. We can't appreciate that. Again, guys, we appreciate you guys being here. It was a pleasure being in your city. And we are out. We're on a mission. We're on a mission.